Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the You Thought Sports Podcast. Today, we have a packed day for you full of mostly football content, given the big happenings in college football and the NFL. Um, so, busy episode. Let's just dive right in, start off with some classic cash or trash. Uh, and let's start off, actually, with a rare MLB uh, discussion here. <laughs> Um, let me throw it to you, Aiden. Uh, the Padres recently made some some big signings. They took uh, they got a couple Cy Young candidates in Blake Snell and Yu Darvish. Uh, what do you think, cash or trash, that they will be legit World Series contenders this year? Yeah, our, our baseball listeners are a real hype that we've returned to baseball. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like monthly baseball thing. Uh, but I'm gonna I'm gonna easy cash this. I think honestly, before the flurry of offseason moves, I think you could argue that the Padres were already a World Series contender. I mean, they had the third best record in baseball last year, and that was despite playing ten of their sixty games against the Dodgers, who were pretty unquestionably the best team in baseball. Um, and they already had one of the best offenses in baseball, headlined by Fernando, Fernando Tatis Jr., and Manny Machado. Um, it was just their inconsistent starting rotation that kind of held them back a bit last year. And as Bart mentioned, gaining two you know Cy Young contenders is going to help there, along with Mike Clevenger and uh, Denelson Lamette, um, who are already on the rotation. Like, and they have a pretty good bullpen. I see them competing for a World Series for sure, and possibly competing for that NL West title if the Dodgers don't do much this offseason, which it seems like they might be a little bit quiet. So, Jared, what do you think? I'm agreeing. Yeah, I'm full in cash. For context, for those of you that don't follow baseball that much, this is particularly for Wyatt. When we had our discussion about baseball's <laughs> unwritten rules, it was about the Padres star, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, hitting a grand slam on a 3-0 count. So I think they're going to be doing a lot of that while they're going to have a lead, a big lead. Uh, because yeah, they're just gonna have such great pitching. Oh yeah, all around their roster just so good now. I'm I'm not a Manny Machado fan by any means, but th- he's a good player, you know. And I think they're gonna do really well this year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Growing our base in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> a lot of listeners. <laughs> a, all right, so now let's formally transition to all football discussion. <laughs> um, <laughs> Some baseball is a treat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. So, all right. So there have been some reports um, that Cam Newton might be nearing the end of his tenure with the Pats. There have been some reports that Matt Stafford might be nearing the end of his tenure with the Lions. Uh, if both of those things happen, it could be a, a logical match. Wyatt, what do you think? Cash or trash that Stafford, if he got to the Patriots, would make them a playoff team? Uh, isn't it weird how connected the Patriots and the Lions are all the time? I just kind of feel like they're – I know that Matt Patricia was there. I just kind of feel like it was always kind of bound to happen that a player from the Patriots could go to the Lions or vice versa. But I am going to cash it that uh, Matthew Stafford would take him to the playoffs. The pa- Patriots still won seven games this year without any really good quarterback play from Cam Newton. And if they did have somebody like Matthew Stafford, they might have won 10. I mean, who knows? Their division is really good this year. Um, they aren't exactly a great team from what they've – been this year offensively but they've proven to still be competitive and i think even if you got slightly better quarterback play you could still make the playoffs what about you bart i agree entirely um cam had eight touchdowns to 10 picks this year absurdly bad i know he he gives you something on the ground he had a few rushing touchdowns but still stafford has had just as many picks more than three times as many touchdowns I think he would be a huge step up for them, and I would believe Bill Belichick to take full advantage of the fact that he can actually still throw the ball. You know, you and I are both high on Matt Stafford, so I'm going right. to be cash. Um, next up, 
Uh, probably if if the NFL had a most improved player award this year, it would almost uh, yeah, most people would probably agree it's probably Josh Allen. What do you think, Wyatt? Yeah, I agree as well. I think he went from a middle of the road quarterback to an MVP finalist. Nobody else made the leap that he did this year. It's an easy cash. Yeah, I am tempted to argue for DK Metcalf just because <clears throat> Josh Allen went seventh overall and DK Metcalf went like in the second round, and he's a year younger. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen's numbers this year are like astoundingly good. He's an MVP candidate. I think it's it's hard to argue against somebody who went from a mediocre season to an MVP candidate just like that. So yeah, I agree. Cash. Um, probably the some very big news that happened this past uh, weekend. <laughs> Not really related to a team making the playoffs. Um, Doug Peterson, in the middle of the Eagles game, chose to bench Jalen Hurts. Uh, Twitter, I know, was uh, on fire related to this. Lucas, let me throw it to you. What do you think? Did Doug Peterson make the right call by benching Jalen Hurts? So I'm not going to cash that he made the right move, but I, I don't think it's the wrong move either. I, I think it's just like he made a move that is understandable given the circumstances, and I don't think it's necessarily unsportsmanlike. At this point, the Eagles have nothing to play for. It's the equivalent of, you know, the Chiefs benching Pat Mahomes this week. Why would you take a chance on a guy who's potentially the future of your franchise in a meaningless game um, when, you know, if you win, it means nothing. If you lose, you get a better draft pick. From Doug Peterson's perspective, especially if he is assured job security next year, why would you not, you know, test out Nate Sudfield or whatever and why make sure? You? Why would you? <laughs> I don't know because go ahead. No, I don't know. Point, <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, <clears throat> just because there, it's in my mind no different from a fourteen and one Kansas City Chiefs resting their starting quarterback. It's not on sportsman like it's a smart football move. There's no reason to risk Hurts tearing an ACL or anything like that. So I don't know. Put in the third string guy. Let him say he played in the NFL. I don't <laughs> think there's any sort of like pain to that move. He had already started a couple games. Just <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but the general, in the general, not in the specific, I'll argue that. Gotcha. Uh, Wyatt, I mean, if you're gonna rest him, why even play him at all? Why let him go to the third, to the start of the fourth quarter, and then pull him in a three-point game? I mean, it's not like Jalen Hurts couldn't have possibly torn his ACL in one of the first three quarters, and it's not anywhere close to being near what Patrick Mahomes was because they invested five hundred million dollars into Patrick Mahomes, and Jalen Hurts is just, you know, he's it's an, he's a rookie. Let him play some football. I mean, if you're in the NFL, your number one goal is to compete and win football games, whether you're a coach or a player. And this, and although I'm furious as a Giants fan, this has nothing to do with the Giants okay. and their playoff no, implications yes, for me. Does. No, it yes, doesn't. It no, does. it doesn't at all. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all because it, I, I, the Logan Ryan said it, and I'm going to say the same thing too. Is that you can't complain because we want we only won six games. If we really wanted to make the playoffs, we would have won ten games. I get it. Mm. We didn't. We weren't that great. The Washington football team won seven games. You know, so be it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fight anybody on that. But mm-hmm. I think it's just it's not a really good product to put out on the field. It's disrespectful to fans and the athletes who dedicate so much time into that. I mean, there are so many veteran starters on the Eagles team who had to also opt into a season that was a COVID season, who had to step away from their families, who had to sacrifice so much time for all that stuff, and to throw the game in the fourth quarter by evaluating a third string quarterback. I mean, ridiculous. And especially even Jalen Hurts, who was giving uh, Doug Peterson a little side-eye on the sidelines there after he <laughs> scored two touchdowns on the ground. I mean, it's just like he – the Eagles gave Carson Wentz $130 million. And apparently now the relationship between him and Doug Peterson is beyond repair. And now he's kind of on the road to damaging the relationship between who, what his, his maybe next franchise quarterback 
I mean, like, what what is Doug Peterson's goal doing with doing this? You couldn't leave a more sour taste in the mouth of players going into the offseason. Terrible move. I'm not buying though the argument that they threw the game. They were already losing. They threw the it's game. They like were they losing were... by three points, and they were they were <laughs> in a score like it was. A, they were within range to do that. Even when the backup quarterback went in, the Washington football team screwed it up so many times where like the Eagles still had a chance to win. They had a chance to win that game. It's not like it was a blowout in either direction. I don't think it was yeah. a good move. Yeah, what? I don't think it was going to be. A, it was obviously not a blowout in either direction. But I'm just not convinced that like. It's the last game of the season. You mess around a little bit, see what you have, and it do, at the end of the day, it doesn't the, matter. In the third string quarterback, they yeah. should have pulled everybody. You know what? The ju- Eagles quarterbacks get injured all the time. See if you need another third <laughs> string quarterback. But, but I mean, I like, why didn't every team pull their starting quarterback then? Why didn't Justin Herbert play? In, I mean, why didn't they pull Justin Herbert? Why does anybody play? Why did Joe Burrow play at all this well, year if they're not going to worry about their future? Uh, see, this well, is what I, I mean, said. I'm not saying it's the the right move. I just don't think it's the wrong move. Like, I understand where he's coming from at this point. I, I think it's all. a given that Jalen Hurts is going to be the starter moving forward. So why why should you just assume he should play the whole game and not take a look at anyone else? Because he's their best option but, to win the game. Yeah, but yeah. they don't care about I mean, like, yeah, I agree that they probably they sh- would have had but a they better should chance. Care. Yeah. Do, but, like, do you think that Jalen Hurts yeah. isn't necessarily the answer? I mean, he hasn't looked like fantastic. Yeah, no, no, that's yeah, fair. But, but like, like Lucas, do you think that he was actually doing it to evaluate? I don't buy that. Like, no, no I don't either. Yeah. I, 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 I don't. But I also don't think he was doing it to like stop the Giants from making the playoffs no, either. Like, not, I, yeah. I don't I mean, think that was why, the reason. Why would Doug Peterson care at all about yeah. what the Giants? You know, what the Giants got out of it. But I mean, yeah, I the think... draft pick was went from ninth to sixth. It's not like they did a drastic leap into the top five, and now they have a chance to draft well, whatever. Their team sucks. No, no, no. no, no, no. Their team sucks three, all around. Three's not that bad. Three spots. No, because they're not going to draft a player that's going to transform their franchise. No, they're not going to draft a player that's going to transform their franchise. They're not going to draft a corner that's going to change everything. They're not yeah, going to draft a wide receiver that's going to change everything. They're not going to draft a linebacker, offensive lineman. They suck. I mean, it doesn't like they. <laughs> They went to the playoffs they, last year. I don't know if they're that yeah, far off. They've been but, in the playoffs last three years, and they—I don't know. Like, oh, oh, yeah, they, they, they have the same. Okay, Giants fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. I—I I don't know. Like, their problem is the same as Notre Dame's I, problem. We'll get this later. Is that they don't have skill on the perimeter. So at six, the the, the quarterback you get. Or not the the cornerback you get or the wide receiver you get will be I think mark could be markedly better at six than it at could, nine. It could make zero difference at all, and I just it I could make bigger, zero difference. The biggest but... problem I feel like right now in Philadelphia is a culture thing, to me. Yeah, it's I think Doug Peterson, Peterson thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. It for just sure. it yeah. just it comes <laughs> off as incredibly. It just it's not a really good look to me. I mean, who but like if you're a player watching that game outside of the Eagles, who why would you want to go there at that point? Yeah. If that's how they're going to treat the last mm-hmm. game of the year. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to you'll forget all of that. I think I think he treated it like a preseason game is essentially yeah, what he did, yeah. and I can understand why that would rub people the wrong way. But in a game that doesn't matter, like why not treat it like a preseason game? Dude, like I get job, why not. Safe but... though that he could afford to do that. I'm just kind of. I mean, they've, they've, they've given like which which is yeah. I yeah. they must have given him assurances that his job was I mean, safe yeah. for him to make that move. The number six pick will look good for the next coach that coaches the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they were kind of setting this up. They had this plan going into the game, like like we were mm-hmm. just speculating, because in the early week they were like, "We have a no hat rule. We're not going to let Washington celebrate." They were like trying to like play it like, "Oh, we are really serious about not letting Washington win the division on our field." And then obviously they actually also don't care. plus a lot of teams 
love being season ruiners. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like the Bengals love doing it. They didn't ruin the Steelers season, but they wanted to go out there and stick it to them. But even though they won like two games prior, I mean, the Jets. They, I mean, a lot of teams love taking on that title. It just feels like it's not a good. A lot of Eagles players said that they didn't. They did not like the the move at all, including Miles Sanders. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like I said, I don't know if it's necessary. I don't think it was necessarily the right move, but I just don't think it's the wrong move per se. It's just like a move that happened, and I'll leave it at that. Professional athlete, let him play. Whatever. Yeah, we could probably talk about this for a lot longer. So let's yeah, let's move on to another topic that also I'm sure nobody's gonna have heated opinions about. Um, <laughs> the uh, Alabama Crimson Tide made pretty easy work of Notre Dame uh, in the one v four matchup. So let me let me turn it to you, Jared. Do you think that a different number four seed could have played Alabama more closely than Notre Dame did? No, I'm trashing this. Alabama killed everybody they played in the SEC, other than Georgia, maybe. And and Notre Dame kept it closer than the team that was yelling to get in this entire time, Texas A&M, and they did that against a full strength Bama offense. So, we held Bama to 31 points, lowest total of the season for them. And I don't care if it's because we just had the ball more and we just, like, dominated time of possession or whatever. I, I, I still think no other team would have done a, any better than we did. So, I'm trashing it. Yeah, I, I'm trashing this one as well. I'm agreeing with Jared. Uh, I think the evidence this year is especially compelling that there's just such a big gap between those three best teams and the rest of the entire field. If you look at like who else it might have been, Jordan mentioned Texas A&M. They lost to Alabama by a larger margin than Notre Dame did. Their common opponent with Notre Dame, they beat by the exact same margin. Um, Cincinnati, maybe with the other person you put in there, they lost to Georgia uh, in a really, really close game, a team that Bama beat handily by 17. Um, maybe Oklahoma would have had a shot, but you couldn't have let them in with two losses. And I only think that game is at, at its closest, 10 or 14 points. So I just think it's like... There are three elite teams in college football, and whoever you shove into that four spot gets killed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Um, last but not least, um, some might say that the Pac-12 is uh, closer to the group of five in terms of talent than Power 5. What do you think about that, Lucas? I'm going to slightly, slightly cash this one. <laughs> I think time and time again, the Pac-12 shows itself to be well behind the rest of the Power Five. And I honestly think a team like Oregon, its current state, is roughly equivalent to Cincinnati. Um, I think that the Pac-12 is still better than the group of five, probably top to bottom. But the top teams um, in the Pac-12 and the top teams in any group of five conference, I think, are pretty comparable. And for that reason, I'll put them closer in the direction of the group of five. And the Power Five, the group of five, the Power Five too. When it gets into the playoff, and it's only had one playoff appearance um, after Oregon's initial making the championship game in the first year. Since then, they've only had one with Washington. They got humiliated by Alabama. I, I'm not convinced that the Pac-12 was all that good. Aiden, what do you think? I'm actually gonna trash it. Um, mm. I think that when we like, we didn't have interconference play this year, so it's hard to to tell this year. But if we look back to last year, the Pac-12 went 8-5 and five against other Power 5 teams outside the Pac-12, which was the second best record of any conference playing interconference games, with only the SEC obviously being better. But most notably, like like the ACC was like 6-22 and 22 against Power 5, five teams <laughs> last year, with three of those wins being from Clemson. 
Um, oh, and, you know, we saw that the ACC this year is 0-6 in bowls, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I'd say if, if there's a team that's closer to the group of five than Power 5 in terms of talent, it's the ACC currently. Um, I think that the ACC gets a bit of a pass because they have Clemson, and this year because they have Notre Dame, kind of marquee teams who are, you know, always in the playoff discussion. I think once you get past Clemson and this year Notre Dame, like, there's there's very little depth. I mean, UNC looked good this year. Miami's consistently okay. Besides that, it's pretty rough. I think the Pac-12 is a little more consistent throughout. I don't think they have a team that's dominant, you know, generally and can always pull away and make the playoff, but I think they're a better conference overall. So I'm going to trash it. Good stats. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I'm good for stats. I got the numbers. That's all. Yeah. We're here for people who support their arguments with concrete, informed... Saber like, metrics, ideas. yeah. Yes. <laughs> stats they've made up. Anyway. anyway, so let's keep it in the vein of college football. Uh, recently, Texas trounced Colorado in the Cheez-Its Bowl, one of our favorite bowls. Uh, quarterback <laughs> Sam Ellinger got hurt, but backup Casey Thompson, who is just a sophomore, looked excellent. Meanwhile, Coach Tom Herman has been fired, and he will officially be getting replaced by Alabama offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian. So, Lucas, let me throw it to you. How bright is Texas's future? What should their expectations be next season? I think for next season, realistically, they should probably do what they've been doing under Herman for the last few years. Probably 9-3, and 10-2, 8-4 with a low top 25 ranking. The talent is pretty much unchanged, and I'm not really convinced of Sarkeesian's record as a head coach. He was never yeah. better than 8-4 and four when at Washington, um, a result that could clearly be improved upon at Washington, considering how Chris Peterson, who I typed out as Christ Peterson in my notes, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did there. Um, he was not great at USC. Uh, he went 12-6 and six total, 7-5 and five in the Pac-12. And I think USC and Texas are super comparable jobs, both in areas with huge recruiting bases, historic programs that have been a little down on their luck recently. And I feel like this is going to end up the same. It overall kind of seems like an odd move to me uh, to hire Sarkeesian here. Maybe he learned a lot working at the Bama, at Bama over the past few years, which is entirely possible. But I'm just not convinced he's like this transformative coach that is going to like make Texas be back. It just seems like a kind of lateral move that will keep him at like, nine eight to ten wins a year uh, i disagree before oh, oh go, go for it Jared. i was just gonna say I, think... I do agree that tom herman getting fired was the right move i mean maybe really? you're right about steve sarkeesian yeah but yeah i mean like i know this is super simplifying it but like the game plan this year could have literally just been mac jones who's a capable quarterback to throw the ball to Devontae smith it's like mm-hmm. i mean how much did he have to do <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. He he probably he probably was like ballooned a little bit by Alabama's talent, and it's it might get exposed at Texas a little bit. But Jared, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I think that's fair. But Texas is gonna have a bunch of talent. I was I'm looking right now real quick at what you what he had when he went to USC, and it wasn't com- comparable. So t- this is how college football works, kind of apparently is you recruit top ten recruiting classes, and if you don't do well, your successor just inherits all that talent. So Steve Sarkeesian is going to have a bunch of talent at Texas because they had a top 10 recruiting class in 2018, 2019, and 2020. One of of those years they were third. So I think people have pointed this out before. The problem with Texas is they weren't developing the talent they were getting. I think they identified really good guys, but they weren't developing the talent effectively. 
for example, they didn't really have very many guys go high in the NFL draft, for example. But now you give that to Steve Sarkeesian, who didn't have... Yes, he was at USC, but he did not have the same kind of talent that he's going to have at Texas. I think if I'm setting goals for Texas, right, it's a new year, you go no three lost seasons. That's what drives Texas boosters crazy. <laughs> you don't want any three at the end of your roster. You need at least double-digit wins, right? No three losses. You need to beat TCU. That's the that's the biggest thing, I think. Tom Herman was one in three against them. And they're the little brother in Texas, and they should be treated as such if, from a Texas perspective, right? And then third goal is playing the Big 12 championship game. I think you can lose to Oklahoma next year, to be honest. But if you play them again in the Big 12 championship, that's I think that's a win. Those are my three goals if I'm evaluating Texas. Yeah, I had two goals written down for, like, they will be notably improved if, and I said either beat Oklahoma or make the Big 12 championship game. Mm-hmm. I think if either of those things happen, it'll be seen as, like, an improvement. I'm just not sure either of them will. At least, at least in year one, I'll I'll see how it goes from there. But I think in year one, I it's just like even if you look at all Sarkeesian's years at Washington, he never grew. They they were always just between like seven and five and eight and four and six and yeah. six. So like it's just there was never any growth there, even when he had his own talent. Like obviously the talent is different at Washington than it is at yeah. Texas, but you would think like you would it if their problem is developing talent, you would have think they would have hired somebody who could develop talent and i don't see in sarkeesian's record based on there being no progression at washington that he would be a guy who could develop talent that's definitely true and even when he got hired to usc i don't i don't even i think he was an alum or something like that so i'm not really sure why he got hired it was just like this hype move and it, it could be the same thing but i think so so another from another recruiting perspective texas has actually out recruited oklahoma from 2018 to 2020 so I, I Texas in by Sarkeesian's second year they should be winning the the Big Twelve probably like on paper yeah they're more talented than Oklahoma so yeah I think it's interesting I'm excited to see Casey Thompson I mean he's four touchdowns on ten passes in yeah. the bowl game that's, that's pretty crazy. crazy yeah yeah yes it was against Colorado yeah. the Pac-12 whatever you yeah. think that so mm-hmm. you know but yeah yeah <laughs> yeah true yeah I I don't think beating Oklahoma will be enough in terms of like. Mm-hmm like in terms of goals for Texas this season, just because I feel like the issue with Texas a lot of the past couple of years is that like they play too many close games a lot of times against teams that aren't like really thought to be at their level. So like they might like Texas could, you know, easily beat Oklahoma and then turn around and lose to like TCU or like tech or something. Cause I feel like they do that from year to year. And that's, I feel like they've been their problem or a big part of their problem. It's like, it's just, they've been inconsistent. So, I've, yeah, I feel like we need to see some consistency out of Texas. Like, as you said, I think, I think it was Jared, that, like, the three lost seasons have really been, the like, the death of them. They just consistently do that. They need to have a more, yeah, need to put away teams that they're, like, clearly a better talent than. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe Texas is just the college football version of the Dallas Cowboys where we get, we're all on their bandwagon right before mm-hmm. the season starts every single year. But I'm on their bandwagon. <laughs> I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make the Big Twelve championship next year. Yeah. 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 I've been Dang. burned before. I book said that. it before the season. Yeah, I'll book it. Yeah. I'll book it. I'll book it that they play in the Big Twelve championship game the next season. I'll book it. Jared, why did you become such a big Texas guy? I don't know. I, know. I just. I, I buy into their brand. I think. I, 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 I do. So you're a okay. I think. Well, I think when, it was because of the Dak. Exactly. It was because of the Dak Prescott stuff. When I all of a sudden I felt like I was defending him all the time. So I kind of became a Cowboys fan, and then, then I'm like a Texas fan now. 
Okay. Well, if we all get vaccinated by September, we'll, we'll let's fly down to Austin and just like, <laughs> hang out for a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I say something real quick? Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Jared. No, no, no. Mine is gonna, not related. Okay, I was gonna say I don't think Tom Herman got enough time, but that's mm. just me. He, he, I'm I mean, he, on this he, one. he had the he was the best recruiting class in the Big Twelve every year except for this last off season. I feel like they overreacted a little bit to that. They're like, oh, Texas A&M starting to encroach on our Texas turf now. <laughs> you know, I think they were. They and, I mean, Dabo, I say this a lot, Dabo Sweeney needed eight seasons to win a national championship, and he only won the conference once in his first six seasons. <clears throat> so, I mean, now they're rewarded for their patience. I think the That's expectations fair. obviously are different at Clemson versus Texas, yeah. but I think they need to give coaches in general more time in college football, personally. Yeah. Would you give Brian Kelly 20 years? <laughs> to like... Championship's coming, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He might have reached the ceiling. We'll see. Why? what were you going to say? I was going to say Devonta Smith won the Heisman. Just, yeah. That just happened. Yeah. But... Yep. Shout out. First receiver yep. since like 91. Exactly. So 91, yeah. Definitely I thought totally that was interesting. Deserved. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. Poor Mac Jones. him and his easy job of just throwing to like Mm -hmm. guys in space and letting them run yeah that is his job you're right no i mean okay so yeah good segue because in the game against notre dame i was just like i was amazed at how easy it was for smith to just get open he just looked like he moved at a different speed than everybody else and so yeah in that game uh, as I alluded to earlier, Bama made pretty easy work of Notre Dame. Uh, and then in the two versus three matchup, Ohio State, 11th ranked Ohio State, if I may, made Dabo Sweeney <laughs> look silly. And they, they uh, yeah, they took out Clemson pretty handedly as well. So now we've got Alabama, Ohio State 2.0. Uh, I'm referring to the 2015 Sugar Bowl when the fourth seeded Ohio State beat the number one seeded Alabama. So, Wyatt, let me throw it to you. Do you think, was Ohio State, because in my opinion, Ohio State didn't look this good all season. Do you think that they were underperforming all season long, or were they just actually underranked all season long? Just first of all, can you imagine how embarrassing it would be to lose to the number 11th ranked team in the country as, <laughs> as a number two ranked team in the country? Could you imagine what Coastal Carolina would have done to a Clemson team? <laughs> to, I mean, what a disaster that would have been. Uh, I'm going to go with underrated. And not, I did not choose one of your two words. The reason I didn't say underranked is because it doesn't really matter whether you're two or three team in the country. I think finishing third is just fine. But I think the entire year, everyone wanted to discredit Ohio State for going 6-0 and for the second best conference in college football. They've been one of the best programs in college football for a while, and their quarterback was a Heisman finalist the previous year. I mean, the team is riddled with talent. Obviously, they have a head coach that knows how to use it. Uh, I don't know what all the coaches were thinking when they were ranking teams, but Adabo Sweeney alone ranking them 11th is criminal. I don't care if they played left games. <clears throat> they won all of them. They won. They went 6-0. I, I mean, it's not like the things that people tried to count against Ohio State were not their fault. People just wanted to say that, oh, they didn't play as many games with well, the Big Ten and the start, start as, uh, at the same time. Well, they got canceled and all blah, blah, blah. Well, those cancels weren't exactly our fault. I mean, I, th- I think outside of one cancellation, the other two weren't something that we had any control over. They win game. They're in the business of winning games. And the fact that they beat Clemson, I'm not even slightly surprised by it. You're not slightly surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised by it. <laughs> you, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. Yeah, I agree with Bart. They weren't playing at this level yeah. the entire season. They had a bunch of weeks to prepare. First off, that's that's one factor. Another factor: they're way fresher than any other team <clears> because <throat> they've only played seven games now. 
right? Oh. So their their players aren't yeah. going to be as banged up. Uh, and I mean, I yeah. think it's it, it must be a matchup. It must be just like a matchup win that they had against Clemson or something. Because how how can they struggle that much against Northwestern, and then all of a sudden they play Clemson and win by like twenty or whatever they won by? It must know. be a match. That's yeah. why I worry about Bama because what if Bama is just a bad matchup for them? I mean, smoked. Northwestern's I yeah. defense is like the third best defense in the country, I think. Whereas Clemson and Bama's both are like significantly worse. Yeah. Um, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that might have been part of it, but yeah, I still agree. Something like Justin Fields just decided to like turn it on all of a sudden. Yeah. That was, like, no. the yeah. Big I, right. Yeah. No, honestly, I think, I think it might, might be as simple as that. It's just like they needed to feel like challenged or something, or Justin Fields <laughs> just needed for it to click. And when it when he started firing, like they were they were off to the races. Yeah, I think Dab was back, like talking might have just like backfired. Like like this might have been what they finally need to to like light the fire underneath them because they didn't play like like Northwestern's a good team. IU is a good enough team, but like they didn't play any like elite competition this year, so there was no reason for them to like you know get up and play up to their level for any game. And this just might have been what needed to happen and i'm also I, not I convinced by like the freshness argument like maybe really? but also like uh, yeah, i don't know that either like, why not i because they still had like like both teams still had what two or three weeks to rest for i don't know if like at that point freshness is really a thing I feel like and like maybe right and the freshness maybe makes a difference in like a one score game but they demolished them like yeah. i don't think that like it was you can explain it all the way with freshness. Like, they just looked good. Like, yeah. Fields looked elite. Uh, Trey Sermon, running back, elite. Yeah, like, they just looked so yeah. good. I'll say it. I apologize, Wyatt, <laughs> yeah, for all know, of my Wyatt, doubting Wyatt, the whole year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I'm not I would No, they because did not no, no, no. this kind of I was right, and season. you were wrong. You guys scoffed <laughs> at me when I said that Ohio State could win the game. You guys were like, oh, well, I don't think I they stand a chance. I, I, I was right, and you guys yeah. were wrong. And I think that that's just as simple as that. Jared, you want to say it? Say it, say it with no. me. I was right. <laughs> Wyatt was right, and I was wrong. Just say it with me. <laughs> What's the next question? Bart? Silence. <laughs> Transition. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so I take it. Us four are probably in agreement that Bama will win this championship game and, and why it's the odd one out. Nope. Yes. No. Whoa. What? I'm okay. picking the Ohio State University. Whoa there. <laughs> but we'll get Ohio to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll get yeah. there. Yeah. Chester. Yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's, let's just take it from the top then, Aiden. What are you thinking, why? Um, I'm going Bama. I'm going with the yeah, with the with the books. Um, I still don't think anyone's on Bama's level, and I think their offense is borderline unstoppable. And I don't think Ohio State's defense is up to stopping it. Um, like Ohio State's run defense is pretty great. It's like second best in the nation, 89 yards a game averaging. Its pass defense though is 12th worst in the nation by yards allowed. So like that doesn't line up well against a team that has so many weapons. Um, that Mac Jones can just toss it up to. So, Batma. 45-31 is my score. Oh, oh shoot. I Whoa. I don't, I don't have a score prepared. <laughs> um, but I agree. I agree, Bama. I, yeah, my, honestly, like I mentioned earlier, after watching the Notre Dame game, I'm, I'm just, I'm wondering who, who on Ohio State's defense is going to be capable of, of covering Devontae Smith. I think their, yeah, their pass attack is going to be ferocious. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually think, despite the statistics you cited, I think, Alabama, wait, uh, I think Alabama's rush defense will do a better job of containing Trey Sermon than oh. Ohio State's defense will do containing uh, Najee. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm picking Bama. Um, if I had to put numbers on it, I would say, 
Yeah, I actually, th- I think that's pretty reasonable. I think the over-under is at 75. I think I'd probably say, yeah, like 42, 31. Uh, okay, yeah, Wyatt, I'll give you this. I do expect the game to be closer than I originally thought if these teams were going to play, but I'm, di- I'm still going Bama. They haven't looked shaky all year. They've always they've controlled every game that they've been in. Where while Ohio State hasn't necessarily, and I like I said, I think maybe Clemson just was a favorable matchup or something for them. So Bama can win a shootout if they get into one. I'm gonna, I'll go Bama. I'm gonna go Bama 52, Ohio State 35. How about that? Cool. That's closer okay. than you thought it was gonna be. <laughs> yeah, wow. I would have guessed like 52 and 14 back in the day. Wow. Well, I'm going to diverge a little bit. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the Ohio State University. I'm going to pick it 38 to 34. Uh, a few reasons. One, I don't want to see Jared have the best bowl record of anybody. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have like I, some legitimate reasons. Alabama's game where they were challenged most this year was against Florida, which was uh, the only team they played with an elite quarterback. And I think Justin Fields is a on his day is a better quarterback uh, than Kyle Trask is. Um, I think, like you mentioned, the rush defense could be good enough, maybe to like slow down Najee Harris enough to, you know, force them to rely solely on the pass game, which isn't a bad strategy when you have two Heisman finalists involved in the pass game. But I think, you know, if you make any team one dimensional, it's easier to stop. Um, and I think that there's a lot of talkaways about peaking at the right time and. I think it might, like, Alabama's trajectory has just been, like, flatly excellent all year, where it's like Ohio State is growing. And I don't, I, I just, Alabama was not challenged in their last game. And I think that there could be the tendency to maybe come out a little flat because they're not used to playing at an elite level, whereas Ohio State was forced to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's Alabama, and that probably won't happen. But yeah, I think I that there say. are... That's never yeah, been a problem for them. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. So, I don't know. I think... If you look at the Florida game as uh, an example of how it could go well for Ohio State, I think it's there. And I'd rather Ohio State win, too. So 38-34 Ohio State. Well, I obviously I was never going to hop off the the, the, the <laughs> bandwagon, but the Ohio State train. Um, so I'm going to pick Ohio State to win this game. I'm going 42-37 Ohio State. I agree with everything everybody else said about the run game. I think that Ohio State, I like our chances in the run and with our run defense, I do agree that it's going to be really hard for anybody in the Ohio State secondary to slow down Devontae Smith, which might mean that it just bodes well or bodes poorly for us. But everything Lucas said was right. Uh, Alabama's biggest struggle was against an elite quarterback. I'd like what Justin Fields did in his last game. So again, 42-37 Ohio State. Yeah, I'm really curious to see how this game, whatever happens for Fields, how it impacts his draft stock. Because I yeah, think this will too. be very telling. Because it's already but spiked after. I think he cemented yeah. as the, yeah. the second best quarterback. Yeah, but like yeah. after his subpar game against Northwestern and against Indiana, he struggled. It went yeah. way down. So like his one game is bias, just one though. game. Yeah, yeah. I, we'll see. And he also has we'll he has see. more than one season to go back on to. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so... Let's move on to the, the NFL. Um, let's let's do some trivia for the first time in a very long time. Uh, yeah, I guess Jared will be our host today. Jared, take it away. Yep, I will take it from here. So the NFL season ended, obviously. So I wanted to test how well you guys had a grasp on what happened in the NFL this year in terms of stats. Some of them are a little obscure, but a lot of them are like also like 
pretty massive. So anyway, I split you into two teams. Team A is going to be Wyatt and Lucas. We have never had this pairing before. Team mm, B is going to be Barton Aiden. There's a reason why you've never yeah. had that pairing before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Team B is Barton Aiden, which obviously we've also never had that pairing. So we're going to have two rounds. The first round, it, you're just going to be presented with a question and two choices, five points each, no chance for the other team to steal, obviously. Um Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. So let's go let's go team A, Wyatt and Lucas first. Which quarterback threw more passing yards? Tom Brady this season or Jameis Winston last season? Jameis Winston threw a lot of passing yeah, yards. Yeah, I think year. the answer is James. I think James so too, because well. he, he went he threw for like five thousand passing yards, I want to say. Yeah, he went and off except for the thirty picks. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I think it's Jameis. I'm gonna go yeah. I would go yeah. Jameis. Yeah, Final answer. Too. That's correct. Jameis Winston had more passing yards. Jameis threw for 5,109 last year. Brady threw for a respectable 4,633. Not even close. (laughs) Yeah, it it was not close. Team B, your first question. Which quarterback threw for more passing yards this season? Aaron Rodgers or Justin Herbert? Oh, God. I I mean, Uh... inclination is Rodgers, but is it like a trick question? It reads like a trick question. It, re- it really does read like a trick question. But I think it's still Rodgers because his numbers this year have been amazing. I know. I know. Think? I know Rodgers had less uh, yards than uh, Mahomes, I think. That was Mahomes is like the one category where Mahomes was um, leading by like 400 yards or something. Um, but I would still think it would be more than Herbert's, but I don't know. So what's your answer? <laughs> We we haven't given one yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I one. judge. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm not opposed to just doing you know like taking a with a with a test takers mentality and saying Herbert because it, it yeah. does kind of seem that way. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind I'm kind of down for that. All right, Herbert. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, so Justin <laughs> Herbert actually did have more. Yeah, just wow. so Justin Herbert had four thousand three hundred thirty six passing yards. Aaron Rodgers had 4,299, so for a difference of 37 yards. Close. So, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> okay. That one was good. <clears throat> one okay. deep ball. Yeah. Team A, yeah. Wyatt and Lucas, your second question. Which quarterback threw more passing touchdowns this season, Dak Prescott or Daniel Jones? <laughs> I know the answer. I actually know the answer to this question. Okay, go. It's Dak Prescott. That is incorrect. It is, is it Daniel really? Jones. Yeah, <laughs> Daniel Jones. I thought I would trick you with that one. <laughs> I was, no, because I so Daniel Daniel Jones had. Oh, I read pass- the wrong. Why you just yeah. got targeted? Yeah. <laughs> Daniel Jones had eleven passing touchdowns, while Dak only had nine. It, I was considering making it who had more total touchdowns, but I feel like that would give away the answer by specifying total. So I just went with passing. He he had like less passing touchdowns than uh, a lot of people. Than a lot of people. I think like I think it was Andy Dalton was the person he had less touch passing touchdowns then. Oh, okay. Yeah, Dak, had Dak had a total of thirteen touchdowns. He had because he had some receiving and a he had a receiving touchdown and rushing touchdowns. But yeah, it was just passing. So anyway, Team B, your second question: Which quarterback threw more passing touchdowns this season, Sam Darnold or Cam Newton? Okay, well, so Cam had Cam 10. had eight. Oh wait. Oh okay. I thought yeah. Someone said it earlier. I bet you it's Darnold. I think Sam had more. I think he had like ten. Okay, Sam Donald, final answer. That's correct. Sam had nine passing touchdowns. Less than oh my god, it's like a half per game. Do you want to hear a fun fact? Yeah, please do. 
Cam Newton had more receiving touchdowns than Michael Thomas. <laughs> what? Really? Yeah, that's crazy. That's true. How many received? Was it just one? Or like... it was, I think it was. I believe it was two, and Michael Thomas had zero. Oh, because he had one oh. this weekend, right? Yes, he did. Yeah, mm, wow. yeah. But Michael Thomas yeah. did miss how many games? Like half, over lot. half the season, right? Eh, still, completely different positions. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, think, I mean, I, yeah, touche. <laughs> I picked Michael Thomas was the third overall pick in one of my oh, fantasy leagues. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you have though? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Next year, first of all, just random random thing for fantasy football next year. Pick Devonta. Yeah. Devontae Adams, as you, if you're going to pick a wide receiver in the first round. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Terrence's yeah. ACL. Yeah, until he gets hurt. Okay. So it's currently 10 5. Team B's leading. Team A, your third question. Which quarterback had more fumbles, both lost and recovered, this season? Taysom Hill or Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts fumbled a lot. Oh, it's our turn? What was the question? Yeah. It's Team A, Wyatt, and Lucas. Which quarterback had more fumbles, both lost and recovered this season, Taysom Hill or Jalen Hurts? I don't know. I know Taysom Hill fumbled the ball a lot. Okay. And he had more games. And he had a couple more games. I don't remember that being a big problem for Hurts. Jalen Hurts, right, as we're talking about? Yeah, uh, I think I in, the, in the Arizona game he fumbled a couple times, but he, like, hopped back on him. I don't think he had many lost fumbles, but – I think in the Arizona game, he fumbled at least twice. Okay, I'm, I still think it's Taysom Hill. Yeah, but I, I messed up the last on, one, so you get the final answer. No, I think Taysom Hill's right, too, because I think he played more games, too. So there's just like more of a chance. <laughs> okay. I don't think it was that much of an issue for Hurts outside the Arizona game. I agree. Taysom Hill, right. final answer. Yeah. That's correct. Mm. Taysom Hill, it was really close, though. Taysom Hill had 10 fumbles, Jalen Hurts had 9. So it was, it was very close. He had nine fumble, fumbles yeah. in how many games? Five. Yeah, like five. Games. Well, he played in a lot, though. Just yeah, like Daniel Jones. Just running. Games, but... Yeah. Um, okay. Third question for Bart and Aiden. Which quarterback threw more interceptions this season, Kirk Cousins or Carson Wentz? That's... Mm. What was Kirk at? <clears throat> Wait, yeah. Are you tr- I would have said, like, Carson hands down immediately, but the fact that you are even asking this question makes me wonder. Yeah. Hold on. I know Carson had, Carson had a huge fumble problem. I know he, I mean, he also threw picks, but... Um. I mean, Kirk had some... Kirk had some, but he I think he was probably around, like, 15. Kirk had 15? I want to say. A, a mm, I feel like Carson take. probably had around that, right? Or maybe... Yeah, I would. Th- my first guess would have been Carson. I feel like. I mean, Carson was just awful this year. He was. I refuse to answer Kirk because then that's just like an indictment of of yeah. him as a quarterback. <laughs> Everything Agreed. you believe in. Yeah. I need an answer. I need an answer though. Yeah. Well, okay. You, yeah, take with, it, yeah. You can take it away. Yeah. No, we'll go with Carson. That's correct. Carson Wentz threw more interceptions. It was close though. Carson Wentz still led the league with 15, but Kirk Cousins had was tied for third with 13. And you, else, mm. you know who else was tied with him was Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah Russell, yeah, the Russell started throwing him. Yeah. You know you know what's crazy? The fact that Carson Wentz led this year with 15 and Jameis Winston had like 30 last year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> That's still the most ridiculous stat of like NFL I know, history, I feel like. Well, but this season was like historically good for passing, like <clears> just <throat> overall. So it makes sense that there were fewer picks. Yeah. All right. Fourth question for Team A, Wyatt, and Lucas. It's a college comparison. Which quarterback had more total touchdowns? This season's Jalen Hurts 
or Jalen Hurts in 2018 when he was to his backup? <laughs> All you, Lucas. This season's Jalen Hurts or Jalen Hurts this year had a decent number of touchdowns across five games. He, I don't know how much he played in the 2018 season. I didn't watch a lot that year because I was at every. Jared, are these total game. touchdowns or are these passing touchdowns? Total touchdowns. Okay, I want to say the 2018 because didn't he play in the 2018? Didn't he play in place of Tua for a little bit? Yeah, did Tua get hurt? I think so like, because yeah, I, and then all college stats are inflated beyond belief. So I would yeah, say I, I would say 2018. I think I agree. That's correct. But, yeah. There we go. Yeah. So. Even if I specified passing touchdowns, he still had more when he was to his backup than he did this year. Yeah, because he had eight passing touchdowns in 2018 and six this year. So, and his totals were ten and nine, so they were a little closer. So I just did total touchdowns. Yeah. All right, another college comparison. Justin Jefferson just broke the NFL record for most receiving yards in a rookie season in the Super Bowl era. That needs this to be year, specified. Final answer. <laughs> Which wide receiver had more receiving yards, Justin Jefferson this year? Or Justin Jefferson with LSU last year? Uh, well, this Ooh. year he had like 1,400. Yeah. So And this year, Devonta had, what, 17, 16 or 1,700 and won the Heisman? So it's probably less than that, right? Well, he also had like 19, what was it, 19 touchdowns? Yeah. You, oh, 20, I think if you count, yeah. the, uh, if you count the game against Notre Dame. Yeah, um, yeah I, think it, I think it was this year. Besides, last year, um, Chase was like a, an absolute terror as well, right? Jamar Chase. Oh yeah, at LSU. Yeah. And Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Let me talk about this so he was, he was splitting it up a little bit. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah. This I'm year, for this Justin year. Jefferson final answer. Incorrect. What? <laughs> so when he was in his final, when he was with LSU, he had 15, 1,540 in fifteen Balls. games. This year, he had fourteen hundred. So he he was he was still Shoot. pretty good, <laughs> even with Jamar Chase there too. Okay, last Shoot. the last question of round one for Team A, which is White and Lucas. True or false? More than half of the NFL teams had a special teams touchdown this season. What? <laughs> True or what? false? More than half of the NFL teams had a special teams touchdown this season. I did not hear the first part of it, and I just heard the special teams part, and I was like, was there a question in there? <laughs> um, it feels true to me. Yeah, I agree. But it also feels highly unlikely. That would mean six, more than half, 17 teams would have had to have a special teams touchdown, kickoff return, a, I mean, it could be a block. block. Kick. Yeah. But it also feels like one of those things that's so bizarre. I don't yeah, know. I, I feel like, okay, if, if I feel like it's false. I think it's a trick question. I think it's true. I feel very strongly about this. Okay. True. Final answer. True. Incorrect. False. Yeah. <laughs> 14, 14 wow. out of the 32 teams had a special okay. teams touchdown, so, oh. which is less than half. You have more okay. faith in special teams, Lucas. I do. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question for Aiden and Bart. True or false, the gap between Derek Hunt sorry, let me redo. True or false. The gap between Derek Henry's rushing yards total and the ne- and the gap and the next leading rusher was greater than five hundred rushing yards. True. Final answer. Oh, that's incorrect. No, 
<laughs> and we'll use the bleep on that one. I could have sworn. I could have sworn. I just so, saw a tweet describing this. That said it was don't, true. don't believe everything you read online, Bart. Come on. Wait, okay. Derek Henry did crack two thousand. Right? He did crack yes, two thousand. I could have da- sworn. Dalvin okay. Cook. I'm sorry. Dalvin Cook was second. Yeah, and he have... had fifteen fifty-seven, but that oh. was four hundred seventy yards behind. So not greater than five hundred. Yeah, and it, it's did also Dalvin not even play last week. No, oh he didn't. Bart, that's he your that's your running what? back. Did you know that he's your no, running I, back? Oh. I'm sorry. I didn't. He, um, that's I will never it's not. It's also not the biggest gap between at a two thousand yard rusher and someone be- before like OJ Simpson when he had the record. It was like eight hundred rushing. It was crazy. Man, and that's all he's known too. for. It's pretty crazy. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's see. It's 15, tied, I think. 15 to 15. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm using I'm using real paper right now, too, by the way. This, that's how official <laughs> Okay, so this is the second round. These are going to be three multiple choice and then two open-ended questions for each team. And this time the other team has a chance to steal if you get it wrong. So mm-hmm. Team A, which is Wyatt and Lucas... Which quarterback led the league in pass attempts? Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, or Deshaun Watson? I initially, to this question, I want to say it's Big Ben because their rushing attempt, their rush, their grind game is terrible in Pittsburgh. And I know he threw the ball out, and there's a lot of criticism because he's an old quarterback. Second best answer is Deshaun Watson because they're also just as bad, but they did trade for David Johnson, so I think that early on that might stunt his growth in the passing game. What are my other two options? Uh, Matt Brady. Ryan and Tom Brady. Yeah. Matt Ryan, I know, no. I, wanna I, say, think, I know they had Brady throw a lot in the offense, but they also had a good running game too, so I don't think that that... I want to say Big Ben. Yeah, I, I trust you on this one. Big Ben, final answer. That's incorrect. Aiden and Barry have a chance to steal. So my minutes. first thought was actually Matt Ryan. Yeah, same. That was actually my first thought too. I'm not sure if that's true, but I, I, I would believe it. Want to go for it? <laughs> Should we just go? Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's nothing to debate, I guess. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. First impression, yeah. Uh, Matt Ryan, final answer. That's correct. He and... led the. He threw the ball 626 times this year, which was the most in the league. So, mm. all right, Team B. Which quarterback led the league in rushing touchdowns among quarter? Yeah, among quarterbacks, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, or Taysom Hill? I think Lamar, right? Maybe that's. Am I jumping on that? Well, do you know how many Lamar had? It's either Cam or Lamar. I think right? Cam had like. What did he have? Like five or six? I think. Yeah. Wait. Who are? Okay. So it's Taysom. I don't think it's Taysom, right? Mm. It's yeah, Kyler Murray, Cam Newton, Lamar I don't think Jackson, it's Kyler, or right. Taysom Hill. Can't be Taysom. He played so few games. Yeah, and I don't. I, I don't think it's shocked. Kyler either. Um. Okay. You said Lamar. I. I would believe it's Lamar. Maybe that's too. Yeah. Too I, obvious. Yeah, it could be too obvious, but yeah. I mean, the only thing is, like Cam, they used Cam super often as a runner because he. That's true. That's, that's like true. the one thing that gives me pause. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it is Cam. Uh, because, yeah, he did have a... Yeah. Yeah, I would be surprised if it's Cam. Let's do... Yeah, I'm down for Cam. All right. Cam. Cam. That's correct. There's Cam Newton. Hey. He had, mm. You guys were way off on the numbers, though. He had 12 rushing touchdowns this season. Dude, okay. I, Kyler wait, Murray wait, wait, was... I must be going crazy because I was looking at his numbers <laughs> yesterday when I was taking notes. <laughs> this morning, it was like five or six. 
Kyler Murray oh was was gosh. second with eleven. Mm. So shoot, I didn't okay, realize that Kyler had so many. Jeez. Team A, this is a team question too. This is Wyatt and Lucas. Which team had the most takeaways? The the LA Rams, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Miami Dolphins, or the Washington football team? So I know Xavier Howard had ten interceptions this year, which is a lot of takeaways. Which I think is actually he's one of the first ones in a while. I forgot what the actual stat was. So I know he had at least ten. Um I don't think it's the Steelers. I don't think they had a lot of takeaways this year. I don't know about the Washington football team because I know that they were a good good defense. But I want to say my heart goes with the Dolphins. I want to yeah. say that the Dolphins is where I'm at. I feel like I read a stat about that the other day as well, so I'll endorse okay. it. Dolphins. That's correct. Mm. The Miami Dolphins led the league. Go work. With 29 takeaways. Oh. They still right. couldn't make the playoffs. I know. Yeah. All right. Um, where am I? There I am. Which team had the most turnovers this year? This is for Aiden and Bart. The Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, or the Denver Broncos? You would think, right? I mean, but is it like, is he trying to rope us in? I know, I know. But like, they, like he led the league in interceptions, right? Or wait, was I forget if that was the stat or if it was he, just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wentz yeah. was first, and he, he also, also fumbled a lot, and Hurts also fumbled And then Jalen fumbled a lot, yeah. So I think it's got to be Eagles. I believe it. Let's oh, wait, it. wait. But Cowboys, I guess Zeke fumbles a lot. Mm, I, I still think it's probably... It's probably Eagles. Yeah. I feel like that, yeah, I mean, that yeah. would be Mike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, let's do Eagles. That's incorrect. Wyatt and Lucas, do you want to steal? Can you, Can you remember? Question? Yeah. Which team had the most turnovers this year? The Dallas Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Eagles, or the Denver Broncos? Well, they can they can give the same answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could. But... <laughs> I don't know, what are you thinking, Lucas? You want to give the same answer? See how no. goes well for us? I don't know. We'll see. It's a. I don't know if I bet on myself doing it, but so uh, fortune favors the bold. It's cow. You said Cowboys, Cowboys, Forty Nine ers or Broncos, or Broncos, or Eagles. If you want to re-guess that, <laughs> so obviously Eagles are out, right? So yeah. the Cowboys. <laughs> I will say this: the Cowboys did not play as poorly in the second half of the season. Yeah, I don't so I want think to take the them Cowboys. out of my possibilities. My gut was the Forty Nine ers. Yeah, but I don't know. With Kyle Shanahan being the coach, they feel too well polished for me. I'm gonna say the Denver Broncos because they were probably about as bad as it gets. They finished with a worse record. My heart. I have a very strong opinion on the Denver Broncos. Okay, I'll go with you. They suck. <laughs> Denver Broncos. <laughs> final answer. That's correct. Drew Lock is also tied for most interceptions this year. Yeah, he my threw dark horse MVP pick. <laughs> All right, so it's Who's tied. It's Wilson. tied thirty to thirty right now as we go to the third question for Team oh, A. Yeah, third question for Team A. Which team punted the ball the fewest times? Was it the Buffalo Bills, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Carolina Panthers, or the Green Bay Packers? We repeat, I'm sorry. Every time you read the teams, I just black out. Can you repeat it for me? <laughs> which team punted the ball the fewest times? Was it the Bills, the Raiders, the Panthers, or the Packers? I mean, my gut is either the Bills or the Packers, just because the Bills, they were the, the Raiders, two best teams the punters, amongst the those. Packers. The Bills, Raiders, Punters, Packers. Pa- no, because Packers, they, I don't know. Because here's the Bills and the Packers 
scored a lot. Yeah. I think that takes away a lot of punting opportunities. Yeah, that was my thoughts. Yeah, so I think it's a coin flip between those two, honestly. I don't know. Do you think it's a trick question, though? Yeah, knowing Jared, it could be. Bills, How Raiders. Bills, Raiders, Pan- who? Panthers. Panthers. Panthers, Packers. Panthers feels like a, a... I feel like they just get so much hype for being like, you know, such like a good, like, underserved, like, team, depending like on and... how the season went. But I, I don't think it's right, but there's something vaguely appealing about that answer to me here's the thing for me is the fact that john gruden is the coach of the raiders to me just feels more like uh i like i'm just gonna go for it he's like i think is he he's an offensive guy right he wants to try, maybe try to prove his mantle a little bit i don't know it's my dark horse out of all these ones i'm gonna let, I'm gonna let you pick the final answer uh, mm. i'm gonna go buffalo bills that's correct the Buffalo Bills punted the ball 41 times, which was an average of two and a half per game. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty Shoot. good. Yeah. They score a lot, though. Yeah. Well done. All right. So, it's now, what is it, 45 to 30. I mean, excuse me, 40 to 30, Team A leading. But you guys can tie it up right here, Aiden and Bart. Which team gave up the most points? The Jacksonville Jaguars, the New York Jets, the Detroit Lions, or the Dallas Cowboys? I think it's the Cowboys. I know the well. I know the Cowboys' defense was a tr- like. I think it's either them or the Lions. I'm yeah, not opposed to just saying Cowboys. I guess it could be the. Yeah. You don't think it was the Jets? I don't think so. I think <laughs> I think Jets and Jaguars are like easy picks, but I don't think they're it per se. Yeah, you're probably yeah. You're right that the Lions are consideration. Uh, What's your final answer? Well, if the host could just not rush the contestants, I think that would be sure. <laughs> hey, We're, yeah, we're yeah, like the, 57 the minutes in. Like that, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like... All right, but uh, the previous team took a, you know several minutes for the previous question. Uh, <laughs> That's you true. Stalling. So stalling gonna... <laughs> you took your minutes in the very first question. So, yeah. All right. We're going to filibuster. Yeah. You can coin flip. I... Uh, your first immediate thought was Cowboys, so maybe we should just say Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, okay, Cowboys. <clears throat> incorrect. All right, you Luke know you're going to have to repeat the question. <laughs> for, for my sake, I just like it. Which team gave it, it up the most up. points? The Jaguars, the Jets, the Lions, or the Cowboys? The most? Yeah. Yes. Not the Cowboys. <laughs> I feel like the fact that the Jaguars have the number one overall pick yeah. is saying something to me. And we have nothing to lose. We might as well throw it out there. Uh, but they had a pretty anemic like offense. Like They were really bad on offense. So that makes me feel like... I feel like the Jets lost some shootouts, which makes me think Jets. Jets, Jags. Okay, I'm, I'm going to back you up on Jets. Jets, final answer. That's incorrect. It was the Detroit Lions. Oh. They, they gave up Sorry, 32. Bart. Sorry, Bart. <laughs> they gave up 32.4 points per game this season. So, wow. All right. Now these questions are open-ended. We're going back to Wyatt and Lucas. Justin Herbert was 38 yards shy of breaking the record for most passing yards by a rookie. Who holds that record? Who does hold that record? I, God, I, I, I probably saw yards, this the other day. The record is most passing yards by a rookie. It's someone relatively recent, right? Yeah, it is, isn't it? Ooh, what's his name? Uh, 
The Browns quarterback. Why am I forgetting? Baker? Baker Mayfield. I think Baker Mayfield. Oh, that's not a bad answer. Um, He's the Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Incorrect. Send it. Aiden and Bart, you got a chance to steal. Andrew Luck, Bart, maybe? Yeah, that was my first thought. Yeah. Uh, Let's go with that. Dang it! Andrew Luck. <laughs> Andrew Luck's correct. Yep. He, he had a very good year that year. So. He retired, so it doesn't count. In the NFL, yeah. Yeah, I, I knew they wouldn't get it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, What's cool. the score? Let's see here. Is it How much are these worth? Is it tied now? Yeah. It's, I think it's 40-35. Yeah. Because, you, yeah, you had a steal. It was 15-15 going in. Yeah, it's 40 Oh, 35. the steals aren't worth the full points. The steals are only worth five, yeah. I see. Since you have less options. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're winning uh, yeah, by five. Yeah, you guys are winning. So another Justin Herbert question. This one's for Bart and Aiden. He set the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie. Who a previously stand over here. Who previously held the record for most passing touchdowns by a rookie? Oh, God. So it's not Andrew Luck, I guess. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, tricky. Did it? Yeah. How is Deshaun's rookie year? I'm gonna need a final answer soon. I need you to, to calm down. For <laughs> <laughs> we have passed Wait, the uh, hour yeah, mark. Did Deshaun play? <laughs> I think it could. I would buy it's Deshaun. Yeah, I would buy. I really don't know. So I, yeah, I'd buy Deshaun. I guess. Deshaun Watson yeah. is your final answer? Yes. Yeah. That's incorrect. Lucas and Wyatt, chance to steal. Lucas, I know the answer. Send it. Baker Mayfield, final answer. That is correct. It was Baker Woo! Mayfield. <laughs> May- he had um, 27 what? in his rookie campaign. Yeah. Herbert had 31 this year. So it's now 45-35. Last question for so you. That's where I saw Baker's name. Okay. <laughs> the Washington football team won the NFC East with a 7-9 record, which we all know. Who is the last team to make the playoffs with a losing record? This didn't is for this is for Lucas year? and Wyatt. Oh, didn't the, I, didn't the either, Eagles do it last year? No, the Eagles were eight and eight last year. It's either the Saints or the Seahawks. It's either the Beast Quake Seahawks or the Saints, and I'm not sure which one was more recent. I think it was the Seahawks. In 20- I'm sure the Seahawks were more recent, right? Yeah. <sighs> I was. Final Is answer. That... Flip a coin. Between you. Uh... Seahawks. Final answer. Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. Incorrect. Aiden and Bart. Okay, I really thought it was an NFC East team. Who was the honest. last team to make the playoffs with a losing record? I was sure it was the Seahawks. The Beastquake. Yeah. The, but the the Beastquake was like over a decade ago, right? Yeah. I'm pretty sure a team has done it, like, in the past few years. When would what, the Saints have been? Yeah, that's what I was trying to think. What Saints team would that have been? Why do I feel like... Did the Cowboys not do it recently? Yeah, I'd be down to pick that over. I'm not confident in the Saints. Yeah, my issue with the Saints is I have no idea what year that was. Yeah, I don't <laughs> it's know not ringing a bell. Right. Um... What was that? Let's read into that. Yeah. Final answer in five seconds, or I'm I'm saying you don't get it. I'm fine with yours, Bart. The um, Cowboys. Yeah, that's Cowboys. That's incorrect. It was the 2014 Mm. Carolina Panthers. 
They went oh, seven, okay. eight, and one and made the playoffs. Yeah, the Seahawks played the Saints in that game. That's where I got. Yeah, the Saints, yeah. So you were kind of you were actually in the right division, but yeah, <laughs> but the wrong. Team. Yeah, yeah, I did not realize. Yeah, that I did not realize seven, that at all. Okay, I was like, I thought an NFC 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 East team did it last year. It feels no, like eight, it, but eight and eight. The, the Eagles were like five and eight or something like that, and then won their last three games. <laughs> Jared, how many more questions do you got? This is the last question. Okay. This is this is a tied up, and then if it gets tied up, I have a tiebreaker. Eight oh, players. God. This is for Aiden Bart for all the marble, all the marbles. Eight players have rushed for over two thousand yards in a season. All but one of them won the AP Offensive Player of the Year award that season, where they rushed for two thousand yards. Who is the one person that did not win it? Oh. Could it be a year where there were multiple? Like, was there a year ever where like Ladanian and like Sean Alexander like both went over like two thousand or something like that? I don't know. I I don't think either of them ever did. Oh, did they never? Oof. My first thought was Chris Johnson. Oh. Because um, I feel like he would have gotten overshadowed by Peyton or Tom Brady that year. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. I don't... I buy I, that. Adrian Peterson yeah. definitely won it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure OJ Simpson won it that year. Yeah. Uh, who else? Because, yeah, given that Barry, everything's more sure pass-heavy now, yeah, I feel like that's... Eric Dickerson, I'm also sure yeah. did it since he broke the record. Yeah. And, like, no, I, I think that's... I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I like it. I don't. Should we just say it? Yeah. Okay. Chris Johnson. That's incorrect, and Team A wins uh, the game. Why did uh, Lucas win? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you guys a quick chance to guess. I wasn't listening right. to the question, so. Eric Who is the only 2,000 yard yeah. rusher? <laughs> Who's the only 2,000 yard rusher that didn't win Offensive Player of the Year? Eric AP Dickerson. Offensive. It was Eric Dickerson. The reason really? he didn't the re, the reason he didn't win is because Dan Marino also set the single season passing gotcha. record for yards and touchdowns. So it was Dan Marino. You're right about someone being overshadowed. Yeah. Lucas and uh, yeah. Lucas and Wyatt won with a score of 45 to 35. Uh, I got that right. Okay, the fifth score. Cool. It was a blowout. All right then. Now with that trivia marathon done, we're gonna do some book it reviews because the season has ended and we have a lot of relevant NFL and college football book its to get through. I'll start with Lucas. So look, we'll go through your correct ones. You said that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons would be on the 76ers to start the 2020-21 season, which you're correct about. You said that way back February 28th too. So that was a long. That was a long one. Episode 14. You were right that the Bills would go at least 12 and four and win the AFC East by two games. You also predicted that one. Predicted that one way back in March. So that's good job nice. on that. King. Uh, that they range. did better. Than yeah. That. You said at least, so I give it to you. You said Lucas Bradley Bill. This back in 2003. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said that Bradley Bill would not be traded during the 2020 offseason, which of course did not happen. That was back in June. You predicted the Big 12 and Pac 12 would miss the college football playoffs. Correct. Back in August. You said that the Cleveland Browns would make the playoffs back in October, correct? You said the Rams would beat the Bucks on Monday Night Football. That was correct, way back in October. And then you said the Washington football team would win the NFC East right before Thanksgiving, and obviously that happened. Um, wrong. You said the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would go 10-6 and six and lose in the divisional round of playoffs. They might do, lose in the divisional round of playoffs, but they went 11-5, and five, so that one's wrong. <sighs> that was back in April. You also said Notre Dame would not make the top four, which obviously they did this year, way Michigan back in May. Out. So that's, that's wrong. <laughs> and then your your memorable two worst ones, you said the Jaguars would go 8-8 eight and eight this year. Back in September. <laughs> <laughs> did not happen. <laughs> Gardner. Oh, and you also said that Mississippi State would finish second in the SEC <laughs> yeah. West. 
the week that after was that, bad. That was exposed week. like two weeks later. Yeah, September was not the best month for you. Oh god. In terms of it's okay, I, I had the bills in March. So yeah, that I'll was pretty it. good. That was, <laughs> that was your best that was pretty good. one. Seven and four was your total record. That's pretty good. That, yeah, that was good. Wyatt, you correctly predicted that the Cowboys would not make the playoffs way back Woo! in March. Woo! Yeah, so you're right about that one. You also said correctly predicted that about the Texans on one of your solo shows. I'm not sure which one, but it was at least before May. So good job on that. Yeah, way back. Yeah, Pac-12 and Big 12 would not make the college football playoffs. You're right. Rams beat the Bucks on Monday Night Football. You're right. Uh, the Washington football team beating the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. You're right. And you booked that Ohio State would beat Clemson a couple episodes ago. So you got Whoa. that too. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wrong. Right wrong, none of them. Keep moving nope, on the next nope. person. No, you got wrong. That three, <laughs> you said three rookie wide receivers would have a thousand yard seasons. Only one, obviously, it did with Justin Jefferson. You said you also doubted ND and said they wouldn't make the top four, which they did. And you said that neither the Ravens nor the Chiefs would have the number one offense, which the Chiefs did in terms of yards per game. So that one's wrong. That was back mm. in March. Interesting. Six and three. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Aiden, you were two oh, and God. one. You you were oh. <laughs> a lot safer than than the rest of us. You said Embiid and Simmons would be on the 76ers and um oh my gosh, you're one and two. I totally put one in the, oh, your dude. correct section. That was incorrect. So you were incorrect. That you said you you booked I don't know if this was kind of jokingly, but you said book it that Ohio State would lose by more than twenty to Clemson. Which obviously didn't happen. <laughs> um, that aged poorly. <laughs> you also said that Cam Newton would have a better season than the Panther starter, which did not. Yeah, happen. that also did, not, did not happen. Have a good uh, so you're one in. You were one in two. Well. I gotta fix that. Uh, me, I was, let's skip over me. No, I'm just kidding. I was yeah. two and two. <laughs> I said no Big Twelve team would make it, and I I said I mm-hmm. also booked that Texas A&M would win the rest of their games, post Alabama. So that there's That's that. That's a good one. Um, go on. Yeah, it actually worked out. Uh, then I was wrong that if Northwestern and OSU meet in the Big Ten Championship, OSU would win by more than t- by two touchdowns or more. They won by 12, which is technically two touchdowns, but I didn't give it to me because I was thinking 14. So yeah. <clears throat> that's when I stopped believing in Ohio State. And then I also <laughs> booked that the Cowboys would win the NFC East <laughs> and beat Washington on Thanksgiving, and neither of those happened. So I was 2-2. Two two. Last but not least, Bart... You said Cam Newton would not have a better season than the Panthers starter, which is correct, according to the metrics. Um, Bradley Beal would not be traded during the 2020 offseason, and that the Saints would beat the Bears when they played in the NFL season, NFL season which happened. Oh, boy. You were wrong. You said that, <clears throat> wrong. You said the Jets would go 0-16 and then promptly fire Adam Gase. They did very promptly fire him, but they obviously won a game, a couple games. You doubted. Yeah. <laughs> um, neither the Ravens nor the Chiefs will have the number one offense. Incorrect. And you said, I, go, go ahead first. What? I would like, yeah. just like to dispute that because it was never stipulated that it's by yards per game. By but that's what the game, offense does, though. The offense is but, yards no, they per score, game. You can first score and foremost. No, the score, but the defense. How do you win score. a game? The Anyways. defense can score, and the special teams can score. So I don't. Well, get points. I just yeah. By the, by points per game, both the Bills and the Packers were ahead, and the Bucks mm-hmm. and the Titans and the Saints. Yeah, but but yards, anyway. but yards per game, it was the Chiefs. So, anyway, you said Philip Rivers is washed up, and the Colts have realized they haven't upgraded from Jacoby Brissett. I think that's definitely wrong. He he was better in QBR touchdowns, every stat other than interceptions, basically. So, and they won more games. So I had to give that one as an L. Three and three for you, Bart. All right, that's oh. it for buckets. Oh. Whew. 
All right. Last but not least, Rapid super fire. quickly, uh, <laughs> since we, we sure, want to make predictions yeah. for every playoff game, just to be able to look back and, and grade ourselves <clears throat> like this again. So, rapid fire, let's do some wildcard predictions. Uh, let's just do it in the same order of people that we did it earlier. Um, let's start with Saints versus Bears. Aiden. Uh, Saints. Mitch isn't leading the Bears to the Super Bowl. Sad. Yep, I agree. Saints, and yeah, I think it's going to be a blowout. I'm going Saints as well. There's, even without Alvin Kamara, they're really good. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going Saints as well. Easy one. Also Saints. Cool. Unsurprisingly. Okay. Aiden, Seahawks, Rams? Uh, Rams. Still high in the Whoa. Rams defense. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, I'm actually going to go Seahawks. Um, especially because Goff is probably still not going to be playing. That's fair. So. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what to expect from Seattle, but I'm going yeah. to Seahawks. Yeah, without Goff, I, I don't trust the Rams. So. Uh, I've been high on the Rams all year. I'm going Rams, even without Goff. They um, played well I, this week against Arizona. They did. Yeah. I was, I've was i been low on the Seattle Seahawks for a while, so I'm going to go the Rams as well. Okay. Okay. Aiden for uh, Washington football team versus Bucks. Uh, Bucks, Washington football team, barely beat a team that was trying to lose. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one seems pretty pretty clear to me as well, Bucks. Yeah, the Buccaneers are really good at beating bad teams. They've scored a ton of points on them, so I'm going Buccaneers. <laughs> yeah, me too. Bucks. I'm going with the Giants. Oh, that's not an option? Okay, <laughs> 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 oh I thought I should be. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that hurts. All right, let's throw it to the AFC. Uh, Bills versus Colts. Who you got, Aiden? Uh, Bills won their last six. So I don't see why that's going to stop. I agree entirely. Uh, yeah, I would like for the Colts to have a good, good playoff win, but I don't think it's going to happen against the Bills. Yeah, the Bills honestly might be my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl, to be honest. I'm going Bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, yeah. I've been a Bills guy for a long time, <laughs> as we just heard. So I'm staying in Buffalo. <laughs> Same with Bills. For me. All right. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Um, Steelers Browns have played twice already. Aiden, who you got for that one? Um, I want it to be the Browns, but Steelers, I think the Browns are a little bit depleted. And I think with Big Ben back, I think the Steelers will take it. They'll be tight. Yep. I agree. They barely won against backups. Um, yeah. I take the Steelers. I'm going Steelers because Kevin Stefanski has COVID and can't coach. Yeah. So that's, that's a big L for me on the Browns side. So Steelers. Yeah, I'll put it with a contingency that I had the Browns before that happened, but I everything in me now is the Steelers. It's like playing without your head coach is, you know, it's hard to do. I think Stefanski might still be eligible under the current guidelines. I think that he has to test negative a certain amount of times in five days. I think Gosh, he can make right. it work. But interesting, I'm going with the Browns to win. It, actually, I don't think the Steelers are that good. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna switch back to my original pick. I think it's the Browns. <laughs> Peer I, pressure. I, I'm going with my gut. I'm going with my gut. Yeah. Someone else did it, so it opened the door for me to do it. <laughs> I will be very happy for the Browns if they win. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I want yeah, the Browns to win. The Browns. I agree the Steelers yeah. aren't that good, but yeah. I just don't see it. Anyways, last but not least, Ravens Titans. We got in. Um, Ravens. Ravens have been real hot. I'm pretty high on them at the moment. I think the AFC is going to be a, a fun one to watch with Chiefs, Bills, yeah. Ravens. So. Interesting. Uh, I agree the Ravens have been hot, but they have been playing some pretty weak competition. I like the Titans still. I don't see them stopping Derrick Henry. Wow. I'm going Ravens because Lamar is doing playing really well. Yeah, I'm also going Ravens. Lamar's hot. They've been good. Um, and also, I think the AFC playoffs are so much more fun than the NFC playoffs yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. It's just the NFC is kind of like... Well, I think the dreary. top of the NFC is really interesting, but... 
the the yeah. matchups the first week just aren't that interesting. I think all the fun teams that I are like yeah. in the <laughs> this year. Yeah, Bills, Chiefs, yeah. Ravens. I think Lamar gets his first win. Yeah. Hey. Wow. Shoot. Well, this will help my grade if I'm going <laughs> They've beaten True. the Cowboys, Jags, Giants, and Bengals. The only good one is the Browns. So, anyway. Mm-hmm. But they've smacked some of them. I don't know. They've looked pretty, like, they've been definitive. Uh, but anyway, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. And with that, uh, we'll wrap it up. Uh, stay tuned next week to see how many of our predictions come true how it's all gone uh make sure you're listening on apple podcasts soundcloud spotify they all count you can listen more than once across various platforms it's not like voting so if you really want to help us grow um that would be great uh follow our uh twitter at you thought sport um and we'll see you next week